When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. This is an episode that I had recorded a while ago, but due to different circumstances, which I will not go into, just didn't air yet. And so I'm releasing it now. This is the interview with Christine Peel Malkoff. And she is, if you haven't guessed it yet, the wife of Mark Malkoff, who I interviewed a while ago. This is a fun interview. You'll get to see another side to that original interview with Mark Malkoff here in this one. And it's the first time that I've actually interviewed a spouse of a former interviewee. And so for a couple of different unique reasons like that, this is just another special episode that will round out, again, another perspective on productivity and the way that she looks at it differently or the same to her husband and how they make it work which is the important thing. But first, I wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting by Citrix. No matter what you do for work, you've got meetings. You have to share your ideas, figure out solutions to your problems, and work with teams, no matter what form that may take. And one of the best ways to do that is with GoToMeeting with HD Faces. In fact, one of the things that you can do is you can actually present from your iPad. Now, I was recently able to visit with a former interviewee on the show, Cliff Ravenscraft, who's also a friend, and he was able to start a GoToMeeting session on his iPad mini, and then I was on my iPad 3, and we went back and forth. We saw full screen of our faces, each other's faces, as well as then the whiteboard and the things that he was sharing on his screen. It was really cool and worked very well from my experience and from his. One of the great things is that even if he and I weren't sitting in the exact same room, you can bring everybody else in no matter where they're located and make it easier for everybody to get on the same page. And it's just that easy to join a meeting from anywhere, either using a computer or a phone or a tablet Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST. GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. All right. Well, welcome, Christine, to the show. And you're the first person that's been tied to a previous guest, so to speak. So would you like to explain that relationship? I was like, so to speak. Um, well, in, yeah. literally, I guess. Let's go that route. <laughs> um, yeah, you interviewed my husband, Mark Malkoff. So I, yeah, I'm married to one of your previous guests and um, we also work together or it's, well, yeah, I would call it work together. We're I help him with the his- same company. Yeah, we technically own the company together. Um, 
more of what I do is is a lot more of supportive type work. I a lot of people try and turn around and say I'm his assistant, oh. and I'm not. <laughs> nice. Um, and for I mean, for anyone I guess who hasn't for whatever reason listened to that show, um, my husband is a comedian, filmmaker, stunt comic. Uh, I don't. It's hard to label exactly what he does, but his projects are. Um, hard to pull off and they're grand and sometimes kind of really crazy and they primarily live online. And I, a couple of years ago, left my job to uh, basically help him full time. So, um, but yeah, I've tried to, some people have like, well then, okay, if you're not his assistant, oh, you must be his manager. And I'm like, no, I'm not that either. Uh, the best way I can kind of describe it is that I sort of fill in the gaps. Like I kind of do some of the work that he might not want to do or not know how to do <laughs> or doesn't have the time to figure out how to do. And then a lot of it's like just really supportive kind of stuff. Okay. So then when like the fill in the gap kind of stuff, like are we talking like business type stuff? Like he's – because some people would probably say, okay, Mark's the creative one and you're the business person. Well, the business stuff that I do would be more like bookkeeping um, I handle a lot of like, the financial stuff. Okay. It would be um, so, like, and some of the filling, like, cause he really does, like, people will think that, like, I do a lot of the communication between companies and him or invoices and stuff. And I, I actually don't do any of that kind of stuff. But it's, it could be like, oh, something needs to be sent to so and so and I'll scan it and put it together for him. Or, or even today we had to upload a file to, somebody's site and Mark's like, I don't even, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I will do that for you. I've got you. That's fine. Nice. And then each project is so different that it's like whatever I, however I need to fill in. Like I normally take all his photographs, but then on his most recent project, I'm actually filming the episodes. Um, sometimes it's just sitting and listening to him bounce certain ideas and he needs a sounding board. And sometimes it's running and buying props. Like it could just be different depending on what the needs are. Okay. Now the most current project, that's the Bill Murray show, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so then episode three, <laughs> at least the time of this interview, episode three came out today. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you made what? Black bean tacos. Yes, I did. <laughs> I see. I watched it. I watched it already. So, so, so with that one, like I'm actually filming it, which I've never consistently filmed. I think... I think I filmed that one. I think the first two episodes somebody else filmed and now it's like up to me to set up the camera and the sound equipment and, and I, and what we've moving forward from the third episode, every meal that we make for Bill Murray is going to be photographed and put on a blog and then also like linked. So it has to be a recipe that we can link to so that you yourself could make this meal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll tell you this. I couldn't tell any difference between the first two episodes and the third one. Oh, yay. As far That's as the, right. the, the filmography and everything, the videography. <laughs> so you did perfect transition there. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost want to start and, and kind of do a timeline here and say, okay, so at one point he was doing this stuff, but you weren't an employee of the company. No, Is that I mean, true? No, that's true. I mean, originally there really wasn't a company. Okay. It was like um, some of Mark's first projects, you know, they were investments. He put his own money into it. It was all his. I mean, we were married. Mark had a job and then he'd come home from work and go in his office, shut the door and work for a couple right. more hours. 
So I, I didn't really have much involvement unless it was him bouncing off ideas and stuff like that with me for wanting to talk through his projects. And how did that work? Like as he's, he's doing his day job and then he's kind of coming home and doing, working on his dream job. Meanwhile, you're married to him as well as doing your own day job. Yep. Mm-hmm. How did you guys juggle that relationship-wise? Um, <laughs> poorly, I think. <laughs> I think, I think though, I mean, I, I was a huge fan of his work. And I, I think when we got married, I was very aware that this was going to take a huge amount of his time until this could be his day job. And it was one of the things that I admired about Mark so much was his work ethic and how hard he worked. So it was, it was always something kind of, even though it was difficult and we were trying to figure out how do we make this relationship work when so many hours are dedicated to this other job, you basically have two jobs. I believed in it so much and I knew it wouldn't be forever. Right. So even at that point, you kind of saw, okay, his work ethic is going to get this project, this dream of his to a point where it's going to be more self-sustaining and, he, and there will be a transition. Yeah. You mm-hmm. saw that. Early oh, on, yeah. I I mean, I'd never and I, I, you know, I'd been around a lot of performers and a lot of creative people. I'd never met anybody with such a strong um like the two together, like so talented, so creative, think outside the box, but so hardworking, too. I had never seen both together, at least with the people I was around. So then at some point here, you were able to, I guess, quote unquote, quit your day job and make your day job part of working on his stuff. Yeah. And that was it. That was sort of a dramatic like transition for us because it went from Mark had done his air tram project where he lived on an airplane for 30 days. So it was this like, oh, gosh, I'm not I'm really not seeing you except for the weekends. Um, And we went straight from that to I think he was home for a month or two. And he we got this Ford project. And that's how I was able to leave my day job. But we literally went from not, oh, okay, we're working here and there and filming here and there. We literally went on the road for 30 days and worked pretty much every single day. As your first project (laughs) together. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So and that's, that's the keys to the city, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that Mar- gives kind yeah. of a, a subtext well, and that to was, it. Yeah. That was, that was a crazy project on its own because we were, we didn't have enough pre-production before we went on the road. So there was a lot of, you know, figuring out stuff as we went. There was a lot of doing things for the first time. There was a lot of like, at the end of that, we were kind of like, should we work together? <laughs> <laughs> But we still are. So <laughs> so at that point, you're thinking, okay, I know you're going to do this, but maybe I don't need to do this. <laughs> right. I mean, there was some feeling of that. But then it was the first project I was actually around for everything. You know, I got a little taste of that. I think like I think I got to visit Mark once when he lived in Ikea and I was there for the last day of that. And then visiting Mark on the plane during AirTran. Where like so I was getting these pieces of like, oh, I'm actually here. Because every other project I would have to ask him afterwards, well, how did it go? And what happened? Yeah. And you only get snippets, but when you're actually there, it's like you're really experiencing it. And so with at least with, you know, doing this Keys of the City project with Ford, we were I was there for everything. And I really felt a part of something versus it. This is Mark's thing and I'm his wife and I want to be really supportive, but it felt like our project. Right. So 
I loved that part of it. And then at that part, it got for every project after that, like I want to be there and I haven't been able to be there for all of them, but I feel like I'm missing out when I'm not there. Okay. So then from that point forward, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the timeline of what projects have happened <sighs> since that I'm point. I'm trying to <laughs> Um, obviously let's see, well, you were around for obviously one of the more recent ones was the Netflix challenge. Yes. Which I know wasn't, was kind of a crazy one. Right. But well, he was around, although he was watching movies. Yeah. So. And that was like a whole 30 days. That was, he's around, but he not really. Yeah. So, I mean, the one that happened right after Keys of the City was um, Mark being carried across Manhattan. Yeah. I think you were taping some of that, weren't you? I was, I, what I was doing for that one, I wasn't filming it. I was there. I think I, I carried props with me. And I dealt, I did a lot of the, like, if he wanted anything tweeted, okay. I tweeted it. I put it oh, on Facebook. Right. To try and have... gather people together. He, yes. Hey, he's here. He's at 116th and whatever, and we need to get this far. And Right. And yeah. I took all the photographs. And then we also had a hotline that people could call in to see, like, where he was. And so I was managing that as well. And um, although that project, it took a couple days to pull together, um, it was like a two-day shoot or whatever, I was so upset. <laughs> it was so cold. Yeah. Like, I remember when that was over, I was like, why? Why did we have to do this on the coldest day? <laughs> <laughs> Never doing this again. Yeah. Well, you say that now, but do you look back and say, okay, it was worth doing? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to push through. But of course, does that make you, I got to ask, because I know there's like stuff, and he didn't tell me. Because you heard what he said. There's this one idea that I'm trying to convince her to do. Oh, it's like five days. Yeah. And mm -hmm. She'd be involved. And like, I don't, he didn't say what it was, but I can only suspect in, in having conversations with you that, yeah, there's obviously some stuff that you kind of ground him, so to speak. Not, not in the like, <laughs> you're grounded kind of way, but in a bringing it back to reality as far as logistics are concerned to a project, you know? Well, I have, I have veto power. That's, I should have <laughs> so, said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I've, I've only really said no to two projects based on safety. Mm -hmm. And one of them was he wanted to ship himself in a crate. Right. And I was like, first of all, no. And second of all, I don't want you spending like, cause it takes a lot of time to plan these and get them ready to pitch them. Or, you know, if you want to partner with the brand or do it on your own, there's a lot of work that goes into these projects happening. And I was like, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to give you money. Cause it just, it to me, it seems so dangerous. Nobody wants to be involved with that. So I was like, I just want to save you from spending too much time on this idea because I don't think it's going to work. And second of all, I just don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Okay. So. Very much it's a cyclical thing. Like I said to him, is like it seems like you've got a project, you gear up for it, you're in the thick of it, and then you kind of wind down from it. Can you talk a little bit more about that process as far as your perspective goes? Oh, well, I mean, before every project, we, we try and talk about how it's going to affect us because we know it's going to get really crazy. Um, but, yeah, there is a whole like like – so you're asking like my perspective on like the whole process. So, like, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Pre-production is really difficult because a lot of times you can feel like, well, the project hasn't started yet. Like we haven't started filming. Mm -hmm. what, like for me, a lot of that is basically whatever he needs for me. I need, I need to do it and do my best to not get like just to be super supportive and like jump on board and whatever it is that you need for me, no matter how random or, um, 
I just have to stay very, very flexible. Yeah. Because it could mean running all kinds of errands or researching something, or it could really interrupt what I thought was important for my day. <laughs> right. But that's pre-production. And then actual filming as it, it's like, say something like Netflix was, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing and let's try and make the best out of it because it's, it's just craziness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wind down is like, personally, it just, it gets a little bit more quiet, but there's still a lot of work with like editing and, and then we do this reevaluation thing as far as a relationship goes that goes, okay, now it's hi, hi, can I see you again? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Can we have a, have a conversation that doesn't involve work? Because really for a huge chunk of time, that's really all you're kind of doing for a while is talking about work. I mean, we've tried to create some sort of boundaries with that, but when you're right in the middle of a project, it's kind of impossible. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you do more of the, not the, okay, now's the time not to talk about work, but you do more of like, okay, now's the time to talk about personal stuff. <laughs> like you set those times aside. And then we do, at least we did with Netflix and a couple other projects. We personally have to do some catch up time. It's like, oh, okay, I w- want to see you again. That doesn't involve work. Like, right. and then there's, so that will happen. Like a project will be ready. It'll be edited and a release date will be set. And then there's the whole, there's a whole, um, at least with Mark stuff, he has a whole um, media plan that he comes up with and who he's going to reach out to. And there's what we call the launch day. So that day is, <laughs> it's like my, my art, Mark's brother was in town once and he actually saw it for the first time because I think I'm the only one that's ever seen it. It's like command central. Mark is behind his computer and he just stays there all day. And it's like firing out email after email, you know, maybe he'll get reached out for somebody you need to do an interview. And I am literally just like, okay, do you want a cup of coffee? Do you need water? Do you want some food? (laughs) That is not a day to be like, Hey, can I talk to you about something? Like, no. (laughs) And, and then it starts winding down a little bit and it's, it can be a little quiet and then it's like ready to start. Okay. We got to start pitching the next idea. So do you guys take time, like literally just, all right, we're going to take a time off. We're going to take, say, you say that project. Like, for example, I, when I saw both of you in person, um, in, gosh, it was the beginning of June, mm-hmm. the Netflix challenge had just come out and it had launched. I know there was still kind of. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you enjoy Beyond the To-Do List, I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans. I'm Sarah Hart Unger, the host of Best Laid Plans, a podcast devoted to all things planning and planning adjacent. I talk about everything from paper planner reviews 
to deep dives into all things productivity, from keeping track of goals and tasks to fitting in your true priorities and reducing the stress around planning and organizing across different areas of life. I am a practicing physician and mother of three, so I have a lot going on in my own life and am intimately familiar with the time constraints that impact us all. And I love sharing my own productivity strategies and learning from others who have their own ideas to share. I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans, available on all podcast platforms, or visit my website, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com, to learn more. I have a little bit of a, a downtime, at least from, from appearances sake, there was downtime happening at that point. Where, do you guys take like, okay, we're going to take June off? No. You know what I mean? Or, or we're gonna, or or you'd like to, but we can we can only do this one week, or even in that week, we're gonna take every other day. Right. What, well, it's hard. What to... possibly is the scenario for where you like literally, like you said, there's catch up time where it's like, okay, can we talk again? You know. Right. That'll be more like let's take a chunk of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for that particular project, because it can look like it was wind down time, but we what Netflix ended, and then Mark went right into because he was doing that whole keynote interview thing at Blog World. So he was preparing for that all that week. And then that weekend, we left to go to Los Gatos to Netflix's headquarters. Oh, that was that weekend? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that Sunday, I think we left. So it was it like that was a good trip because we definitely had we had like a day or so before we went there and there wasn't much prep we needed to do before going to their headquarters. So we just kind of like walked around and hung out and like I think what we kind of mark was like I'm still doing damage control is what he'll call it after a project mm-hmm. especially if it's a long one like that it'll be more like oh let's have a couple extra nights or let's spend a whole day together kind yeah. of thing downtime doesn't fully exist for somebody who works as hard as Mark does <laughs> we have to kind of force it so so there's still kind of pieces of the company that are in motion even when a project is finished and you guys are catching up and doing quote unquote damage control. Yeah. So you still well, have to maintain that. And you, it, do, do you do part of that? Is he doing it? Is, is, how does that work? What do you mean? Uh, the damage control or? Uh, um, keeping the company moving like people are still kind of requesting. Like, for example, I was requesting, Hey, Mark, can we do a podcast interview? Well, mm-hmm. he responded, I mean, he responded himself, but. Say you've got somebody who's official, like they're a brand reaching out or, or something like that. Do you guys still do, you know, the day to day? Okay. We've checked to see if there's any new messages. So to speak. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, cause especially a lot of times after a project happens, that's when interest is peaked mm, and right. that's when people will reach out and are curious or I heard you speak at this or, you know, because Mark definitely, I mean, he just even this year was the first time he was like, I'm not going to work on Sunday, which okay. was like, very weird for me. So, and I, their years would be like, well, you know, it's normal that people have dinner together every night. You know, it's normal that the people take the weekend, uh-huh. <laughs> but that just wasn't our life. And even I had to adjust the fact like, oh, you're not working on Sunday. Oh, we're actually going to hang out. Or I've even had to have conversations where I'm like, Mark, why don't you do something you like to do? Like read a book or watch a TV show you're interested in. But um, the it's con- we're constantly, he's constantly working. So it's a very conscious effort to be like, oh no, we're going to take this time and this time will be for us. Well, that's good. I mean, to build in that time. I, I was very curious as how 
the cyclical nature of the projects worked with in regards to that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're we're always figuring it out. After every project, we're like, oh, okay, well, we could have done that better, but we'll learn next time. <laughs> yeah. So, what have been some of those lessons, like where you've learned, okay, last time this is this happened, fill in the blank, and so this time we're going to do you know something differently. Have you? Can you point to an example like that? Okay, let me think. Um, I I'm like I think with I mean with Netflix we definitely had wanted to like well we're going to spend this much time together first thing in the morning because we knew that like the days would be really long if we can start our morning like that and it it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it happened for I think the first week and it's very easy for that stuff to kind of get lost in in everything and I think when we talked about it later it was sometimes it's like it's not it's fine it's figuring out how to make it work because you can kind of come up with like these rules and guidelines and we're gonna structure it and you're like you know what if it's if it's continually not working then we got to figure out a different way like we definitely did for with netflix we definitely did a day where i picked all the movies and like i sat down and i didn't run around and do anything else or run errands or get with my friends or anything like that i was like i'm gonna spend a whole day with you if this is like, yeah, so okay. we didn't get our one hour, like, and no movies, but I'm going to sit with you all day and watch movies with you. It's like, you can kind of, I think, beat yourself up a little bit when you, well, we didn't make that work. Well, okay, well, maybe we we never can make that work. <laughs> maybe we can figure out a different way to do it. Because I think we that even happened with AirTran where it was every single morning we talked to each other at the same time. And that worked to a point. It was, there was the last couple of days, but there were days where like it felt that was so forced and felt like you were checking it off a list and versus like, no, I really want to talk to you. Cause it's like, okay, I'm going to call you now right before you go to work. And you know, if it's not working, it's fine to reassess it later and not get each other in trouble over it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. So you're cutting yourself some slack when you finally are starting to realize, okay, this rule we set up that we thought was going to really help is actually not really working. So what else can we, how can we adapt that? How can we just even throw the rule out the window or maybe still right. keep keep doing it, but fulfill the need that that rule was set to fill by doing right. something different? Right, yeah. exactly. So adapting the uh, the schedule or adapting the rules or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the whole morning thing, let me ask you <laughs> the question I've asked everybody else. Which is, in an ideal world, how would you start your day? Uh, to be completely honest, I'm not sure. I have really don't have a proper morning schedule to begin with. And I've had a difficult summer with that in general just because of some health issues. But I would like to say it would be something like get up early, like 6.30, and go for a nice long run. But I honestly don't know. Like I'm at a place right now. I'm like, I'm not sure what works for me and what would be ideal. Is it to like work out first thing in the morning and have some personal reflection time? But I've kind of learned a little bit lately that sometimes some mornings when I've just gotten up and did some work for an hour or two mm -hmm. and check that off my list, that I feel like I really can sit down and, you know, maybe read my Bible and pray or maybe then it's okay to go for a run and I feel okay about it. Like I, for me, I think it, I don't No, that's a, I don't know. <laughs> that's a different answer than so far I've gotten. Most of the time people are saying, oh, I take some time for, I do me time. Mm -hmm. I, I set up my priorities and I do all that. But to be honest, I kind of 
have done that too in the past where I've first thing in the morning, okay, are there any fires to put out? And, right. oh, there is this one, and then that's done. And, okay, then my I clean my inbox real quick. Now that my inbox is clean, okay, let me take a breath and figure out what, you know, what else needs to be done or take some time for myself, take a break, that kind of thing. So that's that's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I, I like, I, I think maybe I can quiet my brain a little bit more if I've checked some stuff off my list. Oh, yeah, I get that. Like, like it, that, I mean, and I would love to some point be at the place where I can quiet my brain differently but it's one of those things where like i'm i'm trying to feel okay about that be like you know what that's just not the way i'm wired and if this works better for me right now it may change in a couple months or a couple years and be like it's not working anymore but it's i for some reason i think i feel a little bit more motivated if i just start some work right away yeah well that's definitely a different perspective again exactly why i'm doing the show i want to hear how all these different people are doing things differently and then, you know, the audience gets to come along for the ride. Well, I think too, it's that like my husband's very, Mark is very quickly motivated and he can get sucked into work and he has to create a different boundary for himself where he has to stop. I'm different. Like I would let, like my nature is to get up and not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather just read a book or watch some TV. So for me, that just helps me to let me get some stuff done right away because that sets my mind. I have no problem taking a break and quieting my brain a little bit. Like uh, it's that I have to actually get some work done first. So that actually, <laughs> so having the boundary or having the switching modes is easier for you. Yeah. So you don't mind it as much being able to delay that because you know you can. Right. Whereas like mm-hmm. for him, I know like, for example, sw- making sure he quiets himself in the evening so he can actually sleep, although I don't know that that really works, but, <laughs> you know, getting up seven times or whatever. I know. Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to hear a little more about like, for example, how did the Bill Murray show idea or even the attempt to, to do it come about? And are you re- guys really going to keep going until he shows up? Or yeah, is that I, a secret? I, no, no, no. I think we, I think we are. I think we are. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Mark is like the sooner the better kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, I mean, a lot of his projects have to do with can I pull this off? Can I actually make this happen? Um, I, I, th- I think that's the plan. It is right now. I mean, if it's been, I don't know. I don't know if there will be a point where he feels differently in another year and nothing's happened. Oh, but, yeah. Well, hopefully you know? that's not the case. <laughs> and and also, I mean, I'd love to say, okay, this insert audio clip here. By the way, Bill Murray did show up, and that he ha- it happened before this episode. Right. <laughs> right, but right. I, you know, if that doesn't happen, and it's still you know four, five, six weeks, or I don't know, ten, yeah. thirteen, like today, like I saw the genius of it, like right away. But with each repeat watching of like. You know, each new episode, it's like, okay, is this going to get old is what you're asking yourself at the same time as, oh, my gosh, this is funnier every time he does it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the weirdness of it. So anyway, but how did it how did this how the idea come about? That's just some weird idea. I don't know. I mean, a lot of his ideas, I really don't know. Like he just that one. 
like some of his ideas he's had for a while. So they're kind of sitting there and they're marinating and he's mm-hmm. kind of figuring out, well, I've always kind of had this question in my head. I'm not even sure where the Bill Murray show idea came from. Like, I, I just, I think every once in a while, just something strikes him and he's like, that actually could be really funny. And it, and he just goes with it. Yeah. It strikes me as I'm watching it that it feels almost like a quick thing they would do on Saturday Night Live, like over <laughs> different times throughout the season. Like, okay, you know, day whatever of Bill Murray not showing right. up on my set. <laughs> right. I've called him, that kind of thing. Like, but, Still, so for it to be a Saturday Night Live thing and for Bill Murray to have his like, it also feels very Bill Murray-esque yes. in and yeah. of itself. So that, and I love Bill Murray. So to see him doing this is like really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's like a part of it's people like, well, why Bill Murray? Cause it's like, because why not know, Bill Murray? I know. Well, one much like, cause he's awesome, which is true, but it's also, it seems like it's something he would do. It's something yeah. he would find kind of funny and interesting and kind of like, well, why not? So, I mean, we were watching Lost in Translation the other night, and we just kept on saying, oh, my gosh, he's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I got to ask, obviously, with this being an ongoing kind of an indefinite timeline project, how does the business continue? Like, if there's some other project that comes up and it's like, okay, we got to do this one, would that – I mean, how do you do that? Like, are you delaying other things right now or – no, I mean, nothing's really being delayed where there's a lot of talks between like some different brands and stuff about possible projects. There's not, we keep, we've got like a couple of ideas that have been pitched for the next because big project for my damn channel, because this is currently on my damn channel, but Mark still needs to do another type of video. We just kind of wanted to get this one off the ground. I think we'll kind of figure it out. I mean, like obviously this, you know, this gets released on a Tuesday, but it's not filmed on Tuesday. Right. You know, figuring that kind of stuff out. I don't know. There may be a reassessment as far as the idea right now is that there will be a video every single week. Um, but we're kind of playing it by ear. We've never done anything like this before. So well, and conceivably you guys could shoot two or three weeks of them straight right. in one afternoon and just mm-hmm. update the numbers and have the new guest. Right. And, and then the, set. And part, I mean, part of the challenge is, um, the schedule with the guests, you mm-hmm. know, and continuing to have to book more people who have interesting stories or some interaction or, you know, finding these people and having them come over and film. And so it's, it's one of those things where in the past, most of our projects have been like, okay, so this is going to take up our life for this month or the six weeks or, you know, or it's a short project that's like a two week thing where like we know for this many weeks, Life is really crazy. This is an ongoing thing that's not necessarily a crazy thing to film, but we're like every week we're like, okay, where in our schedule can we fit this in? <laughs> like this is president. Like this has to happen. And so we're just, we're not used to that. It's a little bit more um, consistent than we've done before. So you're struggling with consistency because it's happening. <laughs> you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Where would you guys like to see this stuff head in the future? Like what would be a dream scenario as far as, well, we've got our own YouTube channel and we're just doing stuff every day or I don't no, know. No, I mean, we'd lo- I'd love to have Mar- – like I think Mark needs to be on television. That's okay. just – that's been my opinion of him the very first time I saw him. And the first time I saw him was seeing him perform. 
Mm-hmm. That's I met him after one of his shows, but I remember watching him perform and he's a much better performer now than then. But I still remember watching him like, what? Oh my gosh. Was it like, gosh, probably nine years ago and saying, why is he not on television? Like this stuff is funny. He needs to be on TV. So, I, I mean, I love that online content exists. I love the freedom of it. But it would still be really cool just to be on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Does For, he because, agree with that? Would he want to oh, do yeah. that? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because some of his ideas are – you need a bigger budget for them mm-hmm. than what we have right now. That's true. He's got some crazy ideas. The problem is is that it, it takes a lot of money to pull some of them off. So, so you're accepting donations. Yes. <laughs> so are you just kind of taking it as it comes or do you kind of have uh, – the best way I can describe it is like positioning type of or establishing type of future projects where, okay, if I can pull that one off, then I can get so-and-so to be interested in what I'm doing, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Do you have any of that or? No, I don't know. I mean, like right now he's partnered with my damn channel to create content and they've been very nurturing and mentoring and that has opened up other doors that we, you know, to be able to speak at certain conferences and stuff like that, that they've kind of helped push him towards, which is great. But I mean, I feel like a lot of that was kind of even early on. If I do this one project, maybe because that was the whole perspective of some of the first projects that Mark did was this is going to be worth all the money I'm losing on it because I'm going to be seen. It's he's paying marketing basically. Yeah, exactly. So right now we're just, you come to a point sometimes where you're like, you're not sure what will be the next big hit that will grab the interest of somebody. You just keep plugging away. How did that relationship kind of happen? I'm not, did they notice him or did you just kind of reach out or? You know what? I can't, remember exactly i do remember that because i can't remember if it was like who reached out to who first but there was definitely a relationship um that had developed between the ceo rob barnett and mark before like we actually partnered with them and worked with them there was this idea of like oh we'd love to work together because i remember when mark hosted the red carpet for the streamies gosh was that two years ago i remember like hanging out with them and talking to them. And this is way before we started working with them. So there was, that would, is a better question for Mark. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hadn't, I honestly, we didn't have, he and I didn't have enough time for me to even think to ask that question. Yeah. It just but, didn't come up. But. but there was definitely, that's what's so interesting. And I'm sure it's in all kind of business, but in this industry, it's a lot of you build relationships and then people like to work with people they like. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, supporting one another and reaching out to one another. And, you know, hopefully you get to work with really cool people. So now what was the thing that happened recently? It was like a video conference and you guys were out in L.A. I think it was that VidCon. Yes, for VidCon. Mm -hmm. I know that he had mentioned that out there, like in talking with other people or groups or whatever that were doing stuff that they were having like interns come do work. Is that something you guys would be interested in doing? Well, I, I think we've kind of tried it once and it didn't go very well. <laughs> you need it's what what was great about them and they gave us some really good tips was the idea that you really they were very specific on the way they interview these interns. Okay. And um and you they got some really passionate people that they've ended up hiring to work for them. 
Um, I, if it's something we've talked about, it's trying to figure out exactly what these it's Mark is so hands-on and does so much stuff himself that right. I think it's something we would talk about again, but I think we'd be very kind of tough about who we would let because we work out of our home, but so do these people. Like they work out of their home and these people would come in. I think we would, we would want very driven. I don't know. I think it's such a specific thing. And yeah. I think, I, I think our problem is, is we, we've done it once to sort of help somebody out kind of thing. And it's supposed to be helpful. It's supposed to free you up to be able to do some, like not do that stuff so you can do other stuff. And hopefully right. they, they get to learn and they get experience. But it just, it didn't work out that way for us this yeah. first time around. So I think we're hesitant about doing it a second time, but it doesn't mean we won't. Yeah. Like, I, so. So it sounds like you, you kind of learned, okay, that the, the purpose would be to have them come aboard so that you could delegate. Yeah. Them, them, you delegate stuff to them so that they're taking care of that so that you can do stuff that only you can do. Right, right. Yeah. I just was as interested in that because I thought, <laughs> Maybe I would come be an intern at some point or, <laughs> or other people, other people would be interested in that. You know, I would love to sit in on some projects sometime. That would be because I was yeah. uh, a video production major in college. So oh, cool. it, if I had known YouTube was going to come along, oh, know, I know nobody saw that coming. <laughs> so what else can I ask you? Honestly, what's it like to support Mark? I don't, that's a weird question, but like, well, I mean, it's an interesting balance because he is a creative person. Right. But he's also like a super hardworking, let's be efficient person as well. And so a lot of what I end up doing sometimes is trying to be super supportive. And like sometimes it's him bouncing off ideas or what do you think about this or just reassuring him that, no, this is great. This is funny. This is good. I like this. Um, a lot of stuff that I have to do, I have to learn to be really flexible like I can't have a hard line to-do list and this is what I'm going to get done right. today. Because even today, I forget what I was doing. And Mark's like, um, can you help me with this? Yeah. <laughs> and I had to sit down at his desk and, and, you know, it only took 15 minutes, but I had to stop what I was doing to help him do it. He needed to get done because he was frustrated and it wasn't working for him and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And a lot of times I, this is something I'm working on, but there have been a number of, um, Projects we've worked on where I'm asked to do something that takes a lot of time. Like when he lived in the bathroom. Here's an example. My husband, yes, lived in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> How long he, was that again? It was five days. Okay. And um, that was a lot of work. But I remember ask, being asked specifically to do a time lapse. So I had to, because we wanted to get this idea of like him moving around in the bathroom and all this kind of stuff. And so I had to figure out how to do that because I didn't know how to do it. And then I had to jimmy up my camera up in the corner of the bathroom to get this time lapse. And I had to capture all the footage and, you know, put it on a disc. And it took all this time and was never used. Oh. <laughs> and that, that happens repeatedly. And the thing that I've had to learn is that, well, that partly that's filmmaking. Oh, that's yeah. that's comedy. You're going to film more bits than you need. And it's learning to have a really good attitude about the stuff that I could initially feel like was a waste of my time. Yeah. Because the big picture is that we want to create an environment where Mark can be as creative as he wants to and be really supportive about like what works, what doesn't work, but let him have freedom to figure out what that's going to be and to have a good attitude even when <laughs> all your hard work <laughs> is not used. 
And for me, that's a lot of just perspective because I can feel like, well, I could have been doing this instead. I could have been effective this, in, in understanding that like that wasn't wasted. That was effective in its own way. It was valued in its own way, even if it's not, you know. And you got a self-education on doing time lapse that may get used sometime in the future. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what else I could say to answer because the question was support like yeah well and so i mean obviously yeah the the being adaptable i mean mm-hmm. the fact the fact that you can't necessarily have a set okay here's the to-do list for today unless it is actually today like you can't right. just say okay tomorrow this this and this needs to get done because you might get to tomorrow and suddenly everything's on its head right and that adaptability like that's something that's a different kind of a work environment yeah, a oh, lot definitely. Of listening are going to say is something they're used to. So, right. Well, and I, I think like those things I can struggle with those that like, you know, I can learn to be so flexible that like going back when it, when it quiets down and Mark's doing his own pre-production stuff and doesn't really need me to do that kind of stuff is going back to my to-do list and plugging away, you know, eight hours in front of my computer doing whatever I need to do because I'm so used to, well, what, where, where else am I running off to today? Right. Um, that's something I'm still figuring out how to jump back and forth and yeah. still feel like I'm being productive. Okay. How do you guys balance, say, not just the work time or the personal time, but do, basically doing your chores? <laughs> how do you make sure your home isn't a mess? You know what I mean? Um, um, <laughs> that is, um, that, fa- that lies into a lot of my responsibilities and Mar- I'm actually, I've become actually the messy one. Mark's <laughs> pretty good about putting all his stuff away and, you know, there'll be dishes in the sink. The, the thing is, is I can get easily distracted by, oh, I, I can't do my work until my house is clean. Mm-hmm. And that can lead into huge procrastination. Oh, no, 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 no. My apartment's a mess. I need to spend the next three hours cleaning before I go. Yeah. So I've, I've, with that, I've learned to do, um, I do this like five minute thing where I'll be like, fine, if that's how you feel right now, Christine, okay, I'll, let's indulge it, but you can, you have five minutes to clean the kitchen and gotcha. five minutes to clean the living room. And it's what, it's that kind of, it was, it came from that kind of idea that like if you had company over, they're coming over and somebody's coming over in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. How fast would you clean up your place? Like, it's possible to at least pick it up enough to be like, okay, I feel fine now. Like, sure, it's not super clean, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like a disaster anymore. Like, speed up the process a little bit versus like, la, 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 mm-hmm. washing my dishes. <laughs> but the thing that I've really tried to work on this year, which is probably why Mark is better at this than I am, is I'm trying, I'm really trying hard to get rid of a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, I feel like, and we're, con- we constantly talk about it. We're like, oh, we need to get rid of more stuff. But the, m- the more I've learned to just like let go and get rid of material things, the easier it is just to keep my apartment clean. I know where everything is. I've I, like, it's that idea of just like own less so that you can actually do more. Yeah. What was the instigating thought behind that for you guys? Well, I think for me, it was sort of, for me, it was like a New Year's resolution kind of thing. Because there, are, I'm interested in so many different things, but I felt like cluttered down just by our home. And we both kind of feel like we can think better in a cleaner environment. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing that we did, I think two years ago that forced us to do is I rearranged our apartment. So we lost a whole bunch of storage I had created. Like I had gone to the other extreme a couple of years ago where I was like, well, we own all this stuff. We just need more space. I mean, we live in a two bedroom apartment. We live in Manhattan. So you can easily just tell yourself, well, I just need to create more storage because other people have houses and they have a basement where they can store things. So I created all this extra storage, but then it just made for more space to have more stuff. (laughs) And so I rearranged everything. So I lost all the shelving on one wall and I was like, well, I don't have a place to store it. I got to get rid of it. And then it just started this kind of purging thing. And then you're like, what the crap? Like, (laughs) why do I own all this stuff? So this year I was like, I need an extra motivation. So my idea was to get rid of one thing per every day of the year. Wow. Okay. So how many days are we now into this year? It's like 200 something, right? Yeah. And how successful has that been? um, I went through a period where I wasn't that great at counting how much stuff. But I've definitely gotten rid of at least like 200 things. Wow. And th- that should, and I feel like there's more I could get rid of. I have a bag of like um, 40 articles of clothing sitting in my living room right now that I'm like, I'm fine. I can get rid of that. That's okay with me. But it just shows you how easy you can like accumulate just stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, but what are you doing with all that stuff? And then you're always like having to pick up that stuff and how much time is wasted with just stuff. Yeah. And could somebody else use that stuff since yes. I'm not, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. We've been kind of doing that too, cleaning out. We dumped a bunch of stuff this summer out of our garage and cool. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think what else can I ask you kind of in transition to closing? <laughs> um, I know Mark kind of talked about how he winds down in the evening. Do you have anything you do in that regard? Oh, no, I'm horrible. Mark's the one that's like, okay, it's time to go to like, like let's get to bed in like half an hour. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hor- I'm horrible. <laughs> like you really need to follow my husband's example a little bit more. Nice. Um, no. And yet you're the one who wants to first thing in the morning, start working. Right. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't want to start working. Oh, but you'll that, feel better if you do. I feel you'll feel less guilty if, if you get that out of the yes. way. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. I know you said, like, for example, he's a creative type as well as, like, an incredibly hardworking type. What kind of type would you describe yourself as? Um, Are you, Do you see yourself as a creative type? Yeah. Or? No, definitely. I, f- I feel like I'm creative, but I'm very relational. Okay. Like, I'm very much about relationships and stuff. But almost to the point where it can... I've had, I've learned a lot this year that I have, um, I have to work on boundary issues when it concerns like some relationship stuff as far as being able to say no and not feel guilty about it. Oh yeah. Um, and that it's okay. It's fine. Nobody's going to hate you. (laughs) It's okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm creative and I think in the right kind of like environment, I can be super focused and hardworking. I think I'm more like that when it's like a high pressure, this has to be done now. And then I, it's easier for me to zero in and give all my attention. I was very good at like a nine to five job. I was excellent and would get things done very quickly and very focused and, and well, this sort of flexibility stuff is it can be a challenge for me, (laughs) but yet with the production, when it comes down to, okay, this needs to get done now, right away, I zero in and like make it happen. As that's kind of progressed where you've been part of the company, 
how has that affected kind of some of the things that were just your stuff, like blogging and podcasting and things like that? Oh, you mean affecting like, do I do that anymore? Well, yeah, 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 that and or are, you know, are you going to continue doing that or do more of that in the future or less? I think I'm going to do more. I think as I kind of figure out some of this stuff and figure out what I really want to do, I think I will zero in on where I want to focus. I will create some sort of schedule where this is the time I get done the stuff I really want to do. I'm still figuring some of that out and fine tuning that. I really miss podcasting, but my show is primarily with my sister and she just does not have the availability anymore. Um, And even with the blogging, a lot of that has been really figuring out what I want to talk about. And, but I, it's, it's definitely in there as far as like, I need to figure out the time to figure out what I want that to be. But I, there are things that I definitely want to do that will be very separate from Mark's stuff. Nice. But because that's really where that's the job, mm-hmm. <laughs> that stuff will be more like, oh, my, like my stuff and I'll set aside time for it, but it's the work stuff needs to happen first. Yeah. Is there anything you are currently doing that you want to share or do you want people just to follow you on Twitter and see when you announce something in the future? No, you should probably just follow me on Twitter. Okay. Mark's so saying, because I'm revamping a blog and Mark's like, are you going to, are you going to promote your blog? And I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I haven't posted anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, you can follow me on Twitter. Okay. Well, that, I mean, and I've been there. Like I have my day job. It's very much important to me. Obviously it pays me money. That's good for right. my family and all that kind of stuff. But obviously there's that, that drive where it's like, there's something else I want to do something with. And obviously like you get to do, you do the cool, your day job is working on March projects. So that's great. And you know, both your projects, I should say, but, <laughs> but then there's the, the you creative outlet that needs to come at some point. And that, and obviously that for me, that was like, well, I'm starting my podcast, forget this. And I just started right. and now I'm doing it and I'm, I'm so glad I did. So I'm hoping that you do that for you at some Thank point. You. And I know that, that people will be interested. So so hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all hope. So then for now, people should catch your cameos on the Bill Murray show with Mark Melkoff. Oh, yeah. As I serve the dinner that I've prepared for Bill Murray. <laughs> and you're doing video production. So Yes, exactly. You're, they true. can They can see your work there. Right. And on, exactly. on those projects. Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I wish I had like some amazing insight or tagline or something like that. Um, I think, I think the thing is, is that with, with everything we do, it can be so busy just to focus on the work and how much work have you actually gotten done that we like Mark and I talk a lot about, um, kind of just still focusing on like who we want to be in the work. Mm. And I know that like, like what I was saying earlier about, you know, me learning how to even have a good attitude about the stuff that I worked so hard on that and it wasn't even used is that's a lot about just making a decision about, well, who am I going to be in the midst of all of this? I'm hopefully going to be supportive and have a lot of grace and be like totally fine and be super supportive. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not, it's not just about what you're getting done. It's about what you're getting done and how it, how you are as you get it done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say you said that. (laughs) I paraphrased what you said, basically. Thank you. No problem. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, if somebody wanted to follow you on Twitter, they would go to twitter.com slash Christine Peel. All right. 
Again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Eric. Again, thanks to Christine for being on the show. I really am hoping that, as she and Mark had said before, that they would be going to Vegas for New Media Expo in January. So that will actually allow us to meet up again. I would love to see you, yes, you, the listener, there. And you can get details on that if you go to beyondthetodolist.com slash NMX. It's just going to be a great time to listen and learn and meet and network. And again, if you're enjoying this show... Take two seconds, go to iTunes, type in Beyond the To-Do List, and then hit ratings or reviews and just give us a five-star review. It helps others find the show. Thanks for doing that, and we'll see you next time.